0: Hey there, it's Kate, bringing you replays of episodes to help you manage your mood, both in-the-moment strategies for when the crap hits the fan, as well as how to create a mood-supportive morning routine that helps you stay in a better place all day. Behind the scenes, I'm busy working on a new format and new episodes that I am super excited to share with you just as soon as they're ready. Thanks for sticking with me as I work on this reboot. to help you keep growing. Hey there, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person, the podcast for people who give a shit about being a decent human. I'm Kate Hanley, your host and the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. This week on the podcast, I'm talking about mood lifters. I mean, I admit, (laughs) late winter, my mood starts to like trend downward. I don't know if you're with me on this, but any time of year, It's helpful to have some strategies in your back pocket for keeping your mood in a good place for the most part. It's not like we need to completely micromanage it at every minute of every day, but we can work with moods skillfully. So that's what we're going to be talking about this week. Today on the podcast, I have got five quick ways to boost your mood that I am excited to share with you. And I'm just going to dive right in because when you need your mood boosted, you need it boosted right away. Am I right? So the first way to boost your mood is to tell someone what's up with you. This morning, prime example, I was feeling stressed. My mom had surgery yesterday. She's doing great. I'm supposed to pick her up today. I'm going to have a short day today. I've got a pack. I'm just like thinking about a ton of different things. And my daughter told me that she was going to miss the bus and that she'd need a ride to school. I'm sure that I grimaced and sighed and maybe even rolled my eyes because I knew I was already going to have a short day and I was already feeling time crunched. And we could have like had an upset about this because I could see on her face that she was like, what's your problem, mom? (laughs) So I just told her what was going on with me. I said, told her all the things that I just told you. And you know what? We quickly got back on track because in general, people will be understanding and tension will lessen when they know what's going on with you. Also, it relieves some of your stress to let it out by verbalizing it. I am a big fan of verbal processing. So don't keep it to yourself. Let it out. A very close second of my favorite mood boosters is to give yourself 10 minutes of movement. I am not saying that you need to go on a long, epic run. God knows I haven't run in years. You don't have to go to an hour and a half yoga class. But if you can move your body, you're gonna shift your energy. You're gonna shift your thought patterns. You're gonna get your circulation flowing. You're gonna feel more fluid. You might even start to release some mood boosting neurotransmitters and hormones, such as endorphins. I have been experiencing this myself this winter. My yoga studio put together a bingo card. I talked about that when they did it in the summer. It's just literally a piece of paper with 25 squares on it. And it tells you 25 different things that you can do, do a yoga practice at home. And I think because it came out in December, my teacher was really into us just doing something for 15 minutes. So she did like, you know, do your four favorite poses, do your four least favorite poses, do a 15 minute practice at night, do a 15 minute practice in the morning. And I am telling you, first of all, it's a little ridiculous how effective the bingo card is at actually getting me to stand up from my desk and go do some yoga. But that's the subject of another podcast. (laughs) but 15 minutes or even 10 minutes sometimes, it is still shocking to me, astounding to me how much better and how much different I feel at the end of it. I have been doing yoga for close to 30 years and it still surprises me. I'm telling you, it's like magic. My favorite little sequence is a child's pose, down dog, plank, walk forward to a standing forward bend, then roll up, do a tree pose on both sides, triangle pose on both sides. And then you sit down on the ground, you do a little seated twist, a seated forward bend, and then you lie down in corpse pose. And I mean, it is like magic. Of course, your 10 minutes of movement could be a walk or a run. I'm not knocking running, a bike ride, a seven minute interval workout that you look up a video on YouTube just know that exercise is mood medicine. Don't discount it. And the third mood lifter that I have for you today is to do a brain dump. In other words, get out a journal or notebook or open up a blank document and just spew. (laughs) Get whatever you're thinking about out of your head and onto the page. I'm going to link to an episode in the show notes that I did on a practice from the book, The Artist's Way, called Morning Pages, which is essentially a brain dump. And it's something that I do not every morning, but a lot of mornings, especially when I feel like I got a lot of stuff in my head and I'm sort of in danger of spinning off into kind of a crabby mood. (laughs) When you do a brain dump, that means you don't have to carry those things around and you can get some perspective on them. Now they're contained somewhere else outside of you, and that is beneficial to your mood. Take my word for it. My fourth way to lift your mood is to interact with nature. It doesn't mean you have to go camping or on a hike. You could just look out the window and look at the birds or the clouds or the stars or the moon. You could water your plants. If you have a garden and it's summertime, you could go out and pull some weeds or rake some leaves if it's the fall or just walk around the block and kind of see what you can see in terms of what's growing in your neighborhood. Any exposure to the natural world is proven to reduce stress. And in fact, patients spend less time in the hospital when they have either a view of trees or a living plant in their room. So Don't forget about the natural world. It also helps remind you that there's more to life and to the world in general than whatever it is that's dragging your mood down. And that is super helpful. And then, of course, there is interacting with art, whether it's paintings, poems, music, books, or movies. Art helps us feel our feelings and get a new perspective on them. After the break, I'm going to share my go-to mood-boosting movies and music. So I hope that you will stick around. Welcome back. I want to share with you some of my favorite movies that I watch whenever I'm feeling a little bit down or cranky or just off in a little way. And they always help me feel my feelings, have a little laugh and feel like I'm ready to take on life again. For me, it's all about the mixture of funny and sad. And so these five movies that I'm about to share with you walk that sweet spot. The first is called Hunt for the Wilder People. It's directed by Taika Waititi. He did a couple of the Thor movies. He did Jojo Rabbit. He's behind the TV show What We Do in the Shadows. He is from New Zealand. He is hilarious. And I love this movie. It's a buddy film. It's a coming-of-age film. It's got a quirky soundtrack. It has beautiful scenery. It has humor, it has danger, it has a manhunt, it even has a shootout. And it is really about finding your people against all odds. It stars Sam Neill from Jurassic Park, and he's quite the silver fox in this film, which is also, you know, it doesn't hurt. (laughs) But I watched this with the whole family. We've watched it numerous times, and it always just kind of gets us back on a good path. Another film that I love that I have watched multiple times that always makes me feel, gives me all the good feels is The Farewell. This is a movie about a Chinese family. One of the sons of the matriarch has moved to America and started his own family here. Aquafina plays his daughter. So her grandmother is diagnosed with cancer, but in China it's a cultural tradition that you if someone is diagnosed with cancer, you don't tell them because they believe that it's not the disease that kills you, it's the fear. So everybody in the family is gathering in China to essentially say goodbye to the grandmother. One of the cousins is getting married, but no one is telling the grandmother that that's why they're there. They're pretending that it's really just for the wedding. And Aquafina has a really hard time with this. She's like, we should really tell her. But her parents and her uncles are all like, no, we can't tell her. And it's based on a true story. And I don't want to ruin it for you, but it has a very sweet and happy ending. And it is about, you know, acknowledging that life is short and we're not going to have the people that we love forever. And we have to show up for them the best that we can. And sometimes we have to do what's hard. And it's just very sweet. And I recommend it. I also love watching the Croods movies. There's the Croods and Croods 2. Uh, this is a, it's animated. It's about a family. Nicolas Cage plays the dad. Katherine Keener plays the mom. Emma Stone is the daughter. And then Ryan Reynolds plays, not the brother, but a boy their children's age that they find. And they kind of form a new family. And it's really about embracing change. The Croods are... I guess what we would call cavemen, but they're also living in a time when there are whatever the first species of humans is. Oh, God. Homo sapiens. Thank you. I am blanking. It also is funny. It also is scary. It also is bittersweet because Emma Stone's character is growing up and falling in love with Ryan Reynolds characters, and she's going to go off and start her own family. And it's like, it's pulling at your heartstrings, but it's also making you laugh. And that's my happy place. I recommend those very highly. My fourth movie that I just love and watch again and again and again and again, anytime I need a little lift, is When Harry Met Sally. I first saw it in my senior year in college, which is where the main characters are at the start of the movie, and watching them move to New York City and start their careers and fall in love and break up and fall in love again was like a bomb for my soul, because at that time, adult life just felt so unknown and so foreign. Also, there are these little interstitials of older couples talking about when they first met, you know, 50, 60 years ago. And those interstitials, those couples were so inspiring to me. Seeing them made me realize that I aspired to be married for a long time, which my parents divorced when I was nine. I hadn't really been aware of that dream before. Also, Nora Ephron is just a genius at seeing the humor in daily life. And I know every word. Also in that movie, you see people fight and make up, which is something that I hadn't witnessed (laughs) within my own family of origin. And so that was really helpful too. I find that movie is like a handbook for adulthood and it made adulthood look fun, even though it's sometimes hard and sometimes I need that reminder. I also love watching Steel Magnolias. I haven't watched this in a while. I haven't introduced my daughter to it yet and I'm really excited to. I got to do that soon. It stars Julia Roberts, but also has a full cast of her, of Sally Field as her mother and Sally Field's friend group, Olympia Dukakis. Of course, Dolly Parton. Daryl Hannah is amazing. I just love the female friendships in this movie. And Julia Roberts has diabetes, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything. The movie is so old. She ends up dying young because she ignored doctor's advice against getting pregnant. She went ahead and got married and had a child. And it's Sally Field kind of coming to terms with the fact that her daughter lived her life exactly the way that she wanted, even though Sally Field wanted to protect her, but she couldn't. You know, it's like the tough stuff of life again, and you're crying laughing. And in fact, it has one of my favorite quotes ever that Dolly Parton says. She says, laughter through tears is my favorite emotion. And (laughs) that always helps me when, you know, The good times are often tinged with sadness, or they follow each other closely, and we need to remember that they're both important and good and part of life. And then my mood music that I listen to whenever I need a lift is really anything I can sing along to. So that means a lot of music from my childhood. I'm dating myself, but I love listening to the first wave station on Sirius XM. Or the 70s on 7, because I was born in 1970, so those songs were the songs that were on the radio when I was like going with my parents to go to the grocery store or whatever. Anything that I know all the words to, I can sing my brains out. 70s rock, classic soul, Al Green, Stevie Wonder, also the Soul Town Station on XM Radio. I'm telling you, singing lowers cortisol. It also gives voice to those big feels. And it's just a real mood booster. So what are your go-to mood lifting movies, songs, etc.? Go jot them down in a note on your phone so that next time you're feeling meh, you can go take a look at that list and be on your way to feeling buoyed. And then stay tuned for how to take care of your mood for the long term on Wednesday when I'm talking about the power of routine And on Friday, how to take care of your mood more in the short term when something happens that makes your day go sideways, because that happens all the time. (laughs) All right, take care, and I'll talk to you on Wednesday. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by sound advice strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at com, or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley. Don't forget the W or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley author. I look forward to connecting with you.